0: Welcome to Social Sessions. We're here with a truly extraordinary episode of Social Sessions today. We have the honour of sitting down with a man whose life story reads like a gripping novel of courage, resilience and boundless positivity. He goes by many names, but on Instagram he's known as TCAV, the embodiment of inspiration, the epitome of unwavering strength. Imagine a person with unparalleled workout stamina, the only individual to have walked the path of both the French Foreign Legion and the elite US Navy SEALs. Taylor Kavanagh, or TCAV, defies expectations and transcends boundaries, showcasing not only physical prowess, but an unyielding spirit that has conquered challenges most could only imagine. So, welcome to Social Sessions. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing? Um, great to have you on the show.
1: Dude, I'm doing very, very solid. Thank you guys for having me, and thank you, everybody, for listening.
0: Um, obviously, like you've uh, become a bit of a kind of Instagram, um, you blew up on Instagram uh, lately. Um, can you talk a wee bit about kind of how that came about? Like, obviously uh, we know we'll go, we'll go into kind of your history later, but like your, your profile on Instagram went huge. Is it, is it do you think that's didn't to just kind of your hard work and ethics that you've got going?
1: Yeah, man. Dude, so I wasn't on social media for many years, right? Um, I had a fake profile with a fake name Jarek Stonewall, back in the day when I was an active duty seal, but only for a few months- a handful of months also and I just did away with it. it was causing me some complications, and so uh I decided to do away with it and so I was off social media for man probably about six years, and I only had it you know for about eight months of my entire life wow. but as I was going into you know kind of finishing up my time in the foreign legion and i really felt like i had gotten right i was actually in the hospital on with dealing with an injury and had a little time on my hands sitting in the fucking hospital man and i decided you know what now's the time to put out in a very strategic way and, and roll this message out and so i did i did you know a just some military posts once a day for, you know, a few months, and then just kind of started to roll. But always with the clear message, I I did it deliberately. I wasn't posting stuff of me doing – it was all a deliberate move to get a good, clean message across. And then as it it just picked up pace, picked up pace, then I decided it was time to do the YouTube. And once those two kind of came together, then – you know, the profile started to kind of grow and it started to gain some traction, which I was happy to see because it means the message was resonating.
0: No, it's definitely a powerful message you've got as well. And um, obviously I'm kind of uh, similar with the message I've got. I, I unfortunately don't have the the physique you've got, but um, I'll be working on that. Uh, but to be honest, I think the message you're putting is amazing. We've got similar backgrounds that, and we've been both in kind of, um, prison stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to just take you back yeah. to your history, um, Taylor. So obviously, what was it like growing up? Is it was it California? Is it California you stay or is, it, is it, where was it you grew up in America?
1: Yes, San Diego, California, is what my hometown. I consider my hometown where I grew up. Born in Boston. Still family there, but raised in San Diego through all the formative years. And San Diego is an interesting place because it's a border town of Mexico. Uh, right? So a lot of people don't really think of that side of it. But the most busy and dangerous border crossing in the world is San Ysidro and San Diego. Right? Like cartoons and stuff. Yeah, imagine the, the drugs, the car. There's a lot of stuff that comes... That's a uh, through the porous border, and so San Diego is a it's a nice, beautiful city, but it has a tough side. Uh, right, it has a tough side. You can find some problems in San Diego if you want to find them. You know, so I can
0: imagine.
1: And I was finding some of them, bro.
0: <laughs> I know. So, what? Obviously, growing up is that. Obviously that kind of culture I would imagine would kinda of, the, the cartel culture would kinda of float over then would would kinda of float over the border and obviously um it, it would be quite a interesting um as a, as a youth kind of thing like that, seeing the kind of cartels how they work and easy money and stuff like that for like people that are in poverty. So is it kind of impoverished the same way as Glasgow is? Is there areas of San Diego that are kinda of impoverished?
1: Yeah, I mean, you all. I mean, every big city's going to have those, you know, tough areas, and San Diego is no exception. I mean, they have a big. in San Diego, there's a big gang problem. There's a big, uh, you know, you got every race under the sun, you know, and a lot of people are grouped up in neighborhoods. It's it's a you know it's a massive metropolitan city on an international border. So it has. I'm not too familiar with exactly the inner workings of Glasgow, but I know Glasgow's a tough. Fucking city man with the Glasgow s- smiles and all that, dude. You guys got a lot going on up there, bro. Uh, So it was – but very affluent also, right? Aye. Very – you have some money too. And so I didn't grow up in a really poor area by any stretch. But it was – and also some of the access to money can also – what does it do? It buys drugs, you know? And so that creates its own problem. and And so that was – kind of what we were running into but we were in Mexico quite a bit not dealing with any real cartels and those things that's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit separated but just the entire culture is one of partying you know kind of getting after it having access to a lot of things was, was uh, is, a, is a big problem in San Diego just the access
0: sounds um this sounds similar to the kind of problems that we see in Glasgow um And it's obviously due to kind of I always say it's always due to poverty. It's always due to um, the kind of uh, working class thing that that we've got, and I don't know how much America's got with that, but I understand that there's there's real poverty in America the same way as there is in Glasgow. and as, you'll probably, as we'll go into the, later on, when you go into the prison system, I would imagine the American prison system would be pretty similar to the, 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 the Scottish prison system in the way that you don't get many people from affluent areas in prison. It'll probably be a lot of people from mm. the impoverished areas. Um, yeah. So I'm going to just take you to, obviously, your childhood, right? Obviously, you've grew up, stuff like that, through kind of a wee bit of hard time and stuff. So how did you end up in the military, Taylor? How did that come about?
1: I grew up on a Marine base. So my father was a Marine, but very young I was, he got, he was in and out. He wasn't a career guy. So possibly I was exposed to it a little bit and it was opened my eyes, but really it was not pushed on me. My father was not all about the military by any stretch. And I wasn't my, but I do come from some stock, some breeding. My mom's, Dad, my grandfather, was a captain in the United States Navy, Naval Academy. So kind of the family, supportive of the military, right wing, you know, politically. And I saw some commandos, kind of familiar with your your SBS guys, you know, the Navy SEALs training in the Bay. And I was very young, seven years old. And that opened my eyes to... Oh, this commando world's a thing. So Vietnam seals, Green Berets, that stuff was really interesting to me. And, you know, kids play war in the forest. I was playing for real, man. I I knew it was what I wanted to do. Not in a romantic way. I didn't have any dreams of being a fucking Rambo. It wasn't like Uh that. I just, I was fascinated with the man behind the gun. Like, Mm -hmm. who is that guy that's creeping around the jungle? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that I identified with that. I kind of. You know, I thought I was that and, you know, ignorant to it all. Obviously I had no experience. I just was what I thought it might be. And so I put it in my head and that just was a seed that grew and it, but it, it got sidetracked with drugs and alcohol and women, you know, all that stuff, sidetracked sports also positive things too, but it just, I was like, I'll do it later. And so that's kind of, how I was exposed to it. I really exposed it to myself. I just researched it and no one pushed it on me. It was just something I was a calling. That's what I felt like it was.
0: So see see myself, obviously the views I have, I've got views about kind of, I love, I've got so many friends that are soldiers mm-hmm. um, and I really respect the way a soldier goes about his life. I really respect the way um the discipline, the dedication. I don't agree with war necessarily, mm-hmm. Taylor. I don't agree with some of the stuff that we do as a West as a as a West. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Obviously in America there's a lot of patriot patriotism and stuff like that in America. I understand that. How was your feeling when you were like when you were actually in the army and you were like obviously in Canada or how many tours did you do? Did you do a couple of tours? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, i done, you know, Two full deployments, one to Yemen, one to Iraq, and then I did two in the French Foreign Legion later to different locations, South America and then Eastern Europe on the Russian border. So I've kind of had a spread in, in multiple countries, serving in multiple countries, which has, gives me a unique angle Definitely. on even the political side, All right. Right? which is something that a lot of people don't really ask me about, but is actually an interesting perspective because – I got to see it from the French side also, right? I, even how they mm-hmm. view America, is, right? Mm-hmm. So I got to see some two angled thing. And you're actually the first guy or podcast I've actually even, who's actually kind of opened that question up. So I appreciate that. And it's, it's war is such a sensitive topic, right? Because yes. it's never the aim. And one thing I always say to people, like, give violence a chance. You see those fucking dumbass shirts, man. Right. I always say, man, <laughs> that's a guy who's never experienced real violence. I mean, you've been a pretty, anybody who's been around real violence on the streets or anywhere, man, you're like, mm-hmm. you want to stay as far away from it as possible. Right. Yes. And that's not what you, that's not like, the, that's not a long term goal for anybody. It shouldn't be because it's not going to last long if that's your, how you want to live know. your life. So – and I kind of open that up to answer your question directly is while I was in, there's some frustrations for sure, right? But I always thought it was my fucking duty just to not think politically, right? Aye. I mean – but to maintain my moral standards no matter what, right? So that's why Aye. I sleep like a fucking baby, man, because I never broke my moral standards anywhere I've ever went nor did anybody around me ever. I never saw anything a professional. I never saw anything that was, that would cause me to lose sleep or not have peace. Dead serious. So yes, there's collateral damage. Yes. There's things that happen with bombs coming from planes and stuff, but nothing that, nothing that we were directly correlated with or, or had responsibility for. And so I, I have a, I have a mixed feeling of war, right? It's it's unfortunate, but a lot of times necessary to get some shit done, right? So it's a it's a um, it's an unfortunate reality in our human tale, right? I don't, I don't. don't, It's like it's it's and possibly in the future, it's it's it doesn't exist anymore, right? I don't know. But there's a but it's proven itself to be just to this point in time to be the to be just a rule of thumb, and so I was just I saw it as my calling to do this duty for my country. they you know, and that's just kind of how I looked at it. I didn't overthink it.
0: No, I think I think that's a good way to look at it. I think um, the way I always see it is like. I've got, I've got more views, Taylor, right? And it's obviously different. We're not going to go into that because it's, it's like I've got my views of what's happening in Palestine and stuff like that. Just now, I don't think, I don't even think that you can call that a war. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think we, and different when it's Iraq and stuff like that. Things needed to happen. Um, there is different things. Obviously, the different things we get when you think about a war as a tool it's obviously sorted a lot of problems. And it has been the way humans have basically, um, over all the years, over every single kind of generation there's ever been, has been the tool that, as you say, the rule of thumb, it's been how, mm. how it is. So I'm just um, interested to see, as a kind of soldier who's like really doing well, um, get such a ma- great positive thinking and such a positive message, how do you, how do you manage that? When I've seen other soldiers that... Um, like myself, like for prison, I see some of my friends in prison that just cannot move on. they the mm. like it's beat them, and I think what you're saying about the violence and stuff, um nobody wants to be in that really. It's 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 brought on you for whatever reason, right? Whatever yeah. reason it's brought on, but nobody really wants to be in that, and I, we talk about that on this podcast quite a lot. Um, so it's just to kind of see what you would can I say to somebody like, if there was a soldier watching this, it's maybe um, really depressed and, and, and maybe kind of get out of that mindset. How would you can I say you've done that? How, how have you managed? Because it's 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 really, it's, it's really insp- inspirational, Taylor, to be honest, the way that you've come out, the army, and the, way, the message that you've got. It's actually very inspirational, mate. Um, and I take my hat off to you. So it's just how would you tell somebody else that was maybe struggling this is what I done.
1: First thing you have to do is get right. Right? We see a lot in on the news and society with people look up and out. They look up and out to attach themselves to problems that they seek to fix. Right? Mm-hmm. Protesters when they're not right themselves first yes so the first thing i said that if you're trying to think about all this stuff going on in the world and wars and let's be quite honest we both know that there's controlling powers money and there's Uh, so much complication that that is muddles the water it's so who the knows what's going on really (laughs) right that's the the bloody truth. truth and so what 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 and and I'm not saying that's not fixable either. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is you're never gonna be able to fix it if you can't even fix yourself first. Yes. So that's what that's the reality I came to that the Foreign Legion allowed me, right, with the time to actually sit and think quietly, <laughs> with mm-hmm. no not a lot of inputs from noise and normal civilian society and you know, and obviously getting off drugs and, and those heavy things hey. that were are just selfish endeavors that you, will cloud your Your vision and your clarity so once I would say to that guy if he's having a fucking problem and can't get right is to stop look listen take a knee we call it that sills slow the fuck down go what can I affect change in me today well Mm And this may sound so rudimentary, simple to people, but this is kind of while I show people, we strip it down to the absolute basics. Are you getting up on the same time every fucking day early? Mm -hmm. Most of the time people aren't. I go, we'll "We'll start there, right? Start there. Do it early as shit too. Not six. I'm talking four, right? And Mm -hmm. maybe even earlier, like painfully early. Why? Because it's a sign of gratitude. You're only getting up to forego pleasure for purpose, just to be a better person. Give yourself some time to – now get yourself time to think. Stretch mm-hmm. a little bit. Get into some quiet thought. No phone, no no stuff puking all over you immediately, sucking your soul out. Reflect. Allow yourself to get centered, right? And, and I won't go too into it now, but that's where mm-hmm. I start. I say start with the basics. Effect. Get control of the things you can get control over all in your life. Clear out the clutter mentally and physically in your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then what? And then move on to the next bigger thing. And then the next bigger thing. And then once all those things are solid, okay, now you can start affecting change in your community and possibly your country. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think the order of operations should be. And also, in terms of just inner peace, that's how it has to be, man. Or else you're just a phony out there trying to fix the world and you're not fixed yourself and your house is in shambles and you're trying to arrange everything in society it doesn't make sense so that's what i would tell to somebody is slow down and start making the changes and controlling the things you can for the positive
0: no i think that's a powerful message taylor and i appreciate that it's um <clears throat> a lot of the time we've got a like we in Scotland we've got a massive addiction problem, and I know you've been through yeah. that yourself um I've yeah. had addiction problems that comes with the territory when you come to prison and stuff like that that's always mm-hmm. um would, obviously when you've got um can I you get guys here and the, the, i've I've dealt with a few soldiers I've seen a few soldiers and and it's you're so right in what you're saying you you, you can't attach yourself to exterior and try and get exterior validation when you're not validating yourself um, and trying to validate yourself is very hard, I'm not saying it's an overnight process and what you're saying yeah. is like, that's you need to start somewhere, start here and it is just taking back and stripping back yourself and, and looking um, do I have an ego? Do I have um, as you say, like damage inside that you need to face on? There's nothing that you can change Um so I'm going to just skip to like taking you into your kind of prison years um, because it'd be interesting to talk about the prison for my basis, for like a Scottish prison, um, and talking to somebody who experienced American prison. How long did you do, Taylor, all in?
1: So there's a little distinction, and I don't know how it works in the Scottish system. We have our prisons and I, we have our jails, right? So we have kind of the long, long terms, which you might be considering like we have in prisons. I've been to jail, so I've been three months here, six months there, you know, months here. So I've done stints over time, nothing longer than four months at a time. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's kind of, but I've just done multiple little chunks here Mm -hmm. and there and, but you're mixed in there with felons and, you know, mixed bags of people waiting trials or serving Mm -hmm. up to year sentences on violent crimes or felonies or waiting to go to federal prison or state prisons. So we kind of have it kind of a mixed bag is, just just to kind of make the distinction for people but so, yeah, but ours are break broken up racially, right, no matter right. where you're at, so I was in it, when I was up in Bay Area, kind of in San Francisco area, it's a lockdown facility, so there's no yard time you know you're you're right. there's no you're not going outside you're you're locked down twenty three you know so that was difficult, no sunlight and stuff for months and months, and you're broken down racially. That's how it works in the United States, so whites are with whites, blacks are with blacks. You know, Southern Mexicans are with Southern Mexicans, Northern Mexicans are with Northern Mexicans, and it's strict. That doesn't change, and the importance is a program, right? You get on a program. That is conducive to keeping your mental positivity intact, and that's mm-hmm. something that I think is probably international. You know, it's probably something that guys, you know, you get on your routine. Isn't it interesting mm-hmm. how even in those constrained environments, what do what do guys resort to? Habits, hey. routines, mm-hmm. right? They, even it's, bad it's ones. Fun. It's what even bad ones, right? It's whatever keeps them in that comfort zone or something. So, if you can make your comfort zone something positive, right? That is, mm-hmm. that, and those are the guys that do well, you know, and come out better. Well, but you're right. They, mm-hmm. There's drugs are a problem. Violence is fucking mm-hmm. is an issue, man. and and I I'm sure, sure it's the same that you've experienced, brother.
0: No. Well, obviously, like, I done fifteen years in prison. So I done, mm-hmm. um, I done like a, uh I was nineteen years uh, of age. I was into, I was thirty five. So mm-hmm. I done most of my adult life in prison. Um, mm-hmm. So when I see prison, right, I, I just, I just actually wrote a book. Um, it was called, it's called Authenticity and Chaos, mm-hmm. and it, I'm basically trying to say that. What we are talking about today and stuff like that, um, and the positive message, is, is near impossible to put into a prison system. And I've spoke to like um, the Compassionate Prison Project in America, and Fritzy, she's dead, dead um, positive, and I love her a bit. She's great, um, but I do struggle to see how you're able to get guys um, to get this positive message. And maybe you can enlighten us, Taylor, and, and say something that I, I, I miss. But I just see prison as a kind of lost place where anybody that I've ever seen changing was always due to, like, spiritual. Um, mm. They maybe found God, or they just genuinely had, had enough of the yeah. life. Mm. Um, but I never ever seen the prison system changing anybody. It was yeah. always somebody that changed herself. So yeah. when I done it, it was like, I done 15 years, so I seen, like, as you say, addiction, violence, you see it all. And you become really desensitized to a lot of stuff, and I think that's a big problem for guys coming out if if guys come out of prison and they're desensitized you don't feel you don't feel part of the society if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and I don't know if you found that even similar with the smaller sentences when you come out it takes that wee bit of time to reintegrate just mm-hmm. because of what you've experienced in prison um so obviously you were talking about the gangs and stuff like that. We don't really have that here in Scotland. I mean, we do. There there is factions and stuff like that. When you go to certain prisons and whatever, you, people know people. But um, I don't. How how would you like? It would be like how would you bring out that positive message into prison, Taylor? I mean, it's a a very hard question I'm asking you. But how would you kind of bring something that would um, enable? The, the the prisoner to take control with herself and have that positive message that you give and that, and that i try and put it as well mm-hmm.
1: i have a follow-up question after i answer this question because i'm curious about when you got out and kind of your mindset and so that that's why i think it will help but with it. it's you have to plant the seed of self-worth into somebody because the root of all these of all these issues, self sabotage, danger criminal activities, all these things are rooted in a lack of self worth. Yes. Right? And even me, I, I experience that of revolving self sabotage, reaching externally, guys reaching for drugs, guys are reaching for power with money or and it's all it's all kind of usually related to drugs and vices and it's and what happens though well we all fucking regret it (laughs) we all feel (laughs) shame right and we all feel shame and we all feel those negative emotions when we're doing those negative acts it's not rocket science it's universal laws and principles definitely also a little bit of education so yes teaching people these universal laws like let's take the actual formal religion out of it though i do I mm-hmm. do agree. It's very positive for, you know, there's so much positive back to what those formal religions are teaching you is a belief in something greater than yourself, at least a mm-hmm. better, a, a greater understanding in that your actions matter. Mm-hmm. So it's, but if the the issue with formal religion is, and I'm not against it at all, I'm just saying mm-hmm. why I see people have issues with it, I should say, mm-hmm. is they go, well, I'm not with that formal religion, so I'm just not going to – well, you got to teach them these universal principles that if they believe in religion or not, these mm-hmm. things are true, right? Law of mm-hmm. attraction, law of vibration, law of these things mm-hmm. are – and they could they... – and you point to their life. You say, hey, man, look, what, when you've been doing this bad shit, look where you're at, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's just – and look what everyone else is around. Is everybody here happy, right? No. So – Obviously, we have to start doing something different. Why mm-hmm. don't you just give this a try? Now, Now we have to shift to the habits, right? Because the self-worth comes from the work, comes mm-hmm. from that daily work. And that's something that I had to learn was, man, I didn't start to feel good about myself until I was doing shit that was good for me.
0: I and, mm-hmm. and
1: stopped doing things that I regretted and caused me shame and ripped my life apart. And I said, if I really love myself, I'm gonna not go, you know, partying at the strip club all night, doing drugs and then driving on, you know, causing causing myself (laughs) massive problems because you're just exposing yourself to risk. You know what, how about I get a little rest, chill and get up early tomorrow and then work on something that's gonna actually benefit me, right? It's a better Mm -hmm. decision, right? Not necessarily the most fun, but it's teaching yourself that your self-worth is is that worth for tomorrow, that worth for mm-hmm. now and tomorrow, not this immediate pleasurable moment. And it's also being like, hey, man, putting a little responsibility of them and say, hey, dude, if you got anybody in your life, even if it's just yourself, bro, don't you want to be the fucking man that people rely on, that people mm-hmm. go, you know what, that dude's solid, man. Not the fucking Aye. guy that needs to ask for money and and is – Bailing out of jail and no, like that's not desirable. Everybody knows that's not desirable. Don't you want to have ha- have money and be successful and have people mm-hmm. go, wow, that and that guy, that guy has knows what's up, and it's, think, and it's unlearning a lot. I would say.
0: No, I I honestly couldn't agree with you more. It is, it's un, it's I, my my belief is that society conditions us in a certain way. So that especially the working class and the impoverished, I think we get we get um conditioned in a certain way to believe a certain set of rules that aren't true. And if listen, see if somebody finds um solace and finds themselves in a traditional religion, I'm all for it. Like go for it, man. But all they all they are doing is actually when you look at the scriptures, when you look at all the kind of religious scriptures. It is basically the law of attraction, the law of vibration. It's just in words, and if you can unpack it, it's actually the same message that Jesus oh, yeah. and Buddha and and these people were all telling us. It's just the same, but for, society's been really clever over the years in being able to trick us into it, it, it wanting these exterior validation and wanting. So to go back to like what you were saying, I've I, I've only recent I've been out for three years now, Taylor. So I was also in prison for sort a crime I didn't commit. So mm. that's another big thing that I've. So I've had a lot of um, acceptance that I've had today. I've had to accept um, a lot of stuff that's been really hard to accept. I've had to forgive a lot of people um, that don't necessarily deserve my forgiveness. Yeah. Um, but it's all for me. Um, I've had to deal with a lot of people and just. And, and see that the reality of people are going to hate on you because um, you were in prison for a long time for a crime. You were in crime for murder. So you're you're, you're always going to be that person, even mm. though you're putting out a positive message. And I always try and put a positive message out. Taylor, they say, this is why I love getting guys like you mm. Um And it's just trying to... What I, I think the awareness level so low in prison. And... Um, people's consciousness levels are so low, and I don't think the message is, is messages very hard to pass on in an environment that's volatile with that. Um, I'd love to, I think, I'd better catching people on the way out when people are just maybe getting released. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could be something that, I don't know if you've ever heard the, um, is, is it Homeboy? Have you heard the Homeboy before? hmm um, mm-hmm. I, I think um, I mean I don't know how much if you, if you how much charity work, but I think you'd be an absolute asset for the guys if uh, for guys coming out of prison mm. and actually being able to hear your story. But anyway, that's a, a totally different thing. Um, but I was actually going to ask you just because I totally believe in the law of attraction, I believe in the, the kind of the, the the law of vibration, all these kind of same things that you do. I maybe know the stage you're at, like you're, mm. you're probably further on than me. Um, in the way that I've not, I've I've only really at the acceptance stage and the forgiveness stage. I have probably still got a lot of uh, self esteem that I need to build back up. Um, I can come across as confident stuff like that, but obviously I need to build on that. But I've always, I'm always trying to pick away at people that have been in prison, and maybe they can find that magical wand that that that's able to. How do you raise an awareness? Or a vibration, and our place that's get such a low awareness, consciousness, and vibration level, and that's mm-hmm. including the staff. The staff are included yeah. in that, Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. What do you, how would you? It's just a. It's a, It's just a. It's a different beast. Prison's a different beast. It really is it's, I have a,
1: a follow on question for you about yep. your path because you said something very interesting about level level of consciousness. Right? When you were in, you go in at 19. Right? Mm-hmm. Out at 35. We're the same exact age, by the way, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, were you born in 85?
0: you you 85, you look about 10 years younger
1: than me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm 85 also, brother. Look at these gray hairs you just can't see. <laughs> man, uh, yeah, 85 babies crushing it. Man, but you went in Aye. at 19, right? And Aye. you come out at 35, a grown man. Mm-hmm. Right? as, as your, your stages of consciousness must have exploded, you know, at some point to be able to get out. And I'm curious to know, through the phases, how that developed and who you were when you went in and who you were walking out and with what mindset you had.
0: Um, it's actually, I don't, I don't even think MD's ever asked me that. Well, obviously at 19, I'm a stupid young boy that um, thinks he knows everything. Um, By the time I was maybe 23, 24, I was really desensitised to um, a horrible, toxic environment. Um, You'd become consumed by the prison system at that stage. Mm. I was really lucky to have a a family, a really good support network and a partner who stood by me. I was very, very lucky to have that, Taylor. Mm. Um, and I think that's why I was able to kind of um, get through it because most guys at day, the amount of time I've done, aren't able to kind of function the way I do. I understand that. I can see it. Like, when I work with guys, I understand that a lot of people, um, and then you get a lot of people that, that, that go further than me that are doing better than me, Taylor, do you know what I mean? But, the, the, the 95% of the people are lost, um, addicted to drugs, uh, really, really badly traumatized, probably a lot of childhood, uh, ACEs, um, adverse childhood experiences, very low consciousness level. So I read a book called The Celestine Prophecy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. It was a, so the book was um, all about energy and stuff like that. And I met a, a really interesting guy who was in there, a lifer, who um, taught me, And I used to think he talked to one lot of rubbish. I used to think this guy talks. But I used to love listening to him because he was so knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. He used to tell me about the law of vibration, the law of attraction. He would tell me this, he would tell me that. So I read this book um, and I got a feeling over me that I've never had before. It was like um, I felt good. So I, I then moved on to the chimp paradox, which set me up for kind of a good way. But I was definitely the odd one out in prison, so I'd probably didn't didn't speak a lot about it because it was like wasn't it the end thing and in, in yeah, prison yeah. to be talking about like my spiritual consciousness level, like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. people would be like, yeah. eh, shut, the fuck, shut up and fucking get the get get, get a joint out, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's like it was, really wasn't like that. So I think probably. It wasn't it I started getting home leaves and stuff, which over here, Taylor, is like when you're... There's a long sentence we had. To, you start training for freedom. So you do yeah. the last four years. You start kind of going out and doing and, and home leaves and stuff. And I got to a very, very high level of consciousness at one point in my life. I've actually lost it again. But at one point, I was flying. I could feel it. I was on the right level. I was on a good level. Mm. Um, and it was basically just journaling, going to the gym, um Manif, like visual, visual, visualization, yep. putting stuff into practice, and everything was falling into place for me. Um, and I've just kind of fell away from it. I'm going to get, a prom. I'm getting back into this year, yeah. definitely. I pro- I'm promising myself, um, that I'm going to get back into it, and I know I will get back into it this year, but um, it's an interesting question because I don't really know when my consciousness levels changed, they probably bounced all over the place a yeah. wee bit, Taylor, mm-hmm. for a while. Um, but I've always wanted to. Oh, I'd love to get into the prison system and try and raise the awareness levels. I just don't know. I just don't have the tools for it. I don't know how to do it. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 and I don't think MD can. I think the prison system needs to change itself. Yeah. And it seems steady. Like I don't know how it is in, in America, but like seems steady. Sending sending a guy to the shed. To, he's going to just sit there. Yeah. Maybe take take some take some drugs, chill out on a chair all day. Like, why don't you do mandatory classes, mandatory mind, mindfulness classes, mandatory yoga, mandatory, do you know what I mean? Like stuff yeah. that for yeah. an hour a day um, and, yeah. and, and give people that wee chance that they could maybe get that level of awareness yeah. and get that wee... Um, but anyway, that's a way. we off. But no, thank. It's a really good question you asked me, it's, and it's, it's really interesting because obviously I've got a part I was going to talk about the law of attraction, but I think we've covered that. Um, so I'm going to take you. Obviously, like what an amazing thing that you like. You're the only person in the world that's a U.S. been a U.S. Navy Seal and a French Foreign Legion. Is that right?
1: Yeah. There's might have been some rumors of some old Vietnam cat that may have, but I I don't have it verified. But as far as verified, verifiably, yes.
0: Um, and what was what would you say um, is a big difference between those, Taylor? The, the, was, there a bit, was there a big difference between the, the two of them?
1: Apples and oranges, man. Apples and oranges. <laughs> it's, it. Well, first off, Navy SEALs is a special force organization, community. And the French Foreign Legion is highly trained infantry soldiers, right? So it's a different philosoph- uh-huh. philosophical approach that you're in, different organization. The climate is different as far as discipline right the foreign much more disciplined much more formal much more strict and the level of, of autonomy is very minimal because of the history right i understand you got guys coming from all over checkered backgrounds and speaking different languages you got to put a heavy thumb on them to get them going in the same direction I... right and they do right and so and the and the level of autonomy in the seal teams was very high your mm-hmm. your uh, and your freedom of movement is you're living a kind of a normal life after you get through seal selection you're living in town in an apartment and your car and you know you're not living on base so it's a it couldn't be two two opposite things it's for <laughs> sure was was different and and the difference was made it a lot very challenging uh, it, psychologically and emotionally
0: so um, you must have seen a lot of things, obviously, like in uh, both both uh, kind of obviously with the French Foreign Legion and the Navy Seals. But um, what was the kind of what was the, 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 the kind of best moments that you had? Maybe in the Seals, what was the kind of moments that you remember most um, in the Seals, and then maybe some of the moments that 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 would that you probably wouldn't have rather have been seen, like like mm. uh, obviously. You, I know there's tragedies happening and things yeah. like that, Taylor. So what was, what was some of the stories that you would find in the SEALs? Because I know
1: they are like kind of a light force. Mm-hmm. You have poignant moments in the SEAL teams, for sure, where you have the ability to step back and kind of realize what you're doing. You know, at night with your legs hanging out of a helicopter on night vision, you know, just holding on to the door, doors open, no no seatbelts. You know, you, you have those, and it's quiet. You know, you just have your communications on and quiet chatter. You have those moments where it just makes you reflect. On tops of mountains in the winter, bottoms of oceans, diving at night, right? Um, cool moments. Cool moments. Nice. And also with your boys, with your the homies. Fools. So, and you make a really tight bond, even in training, you have those moments where you're like, hey, man, I can't believe we're fucking out here doing this, man, swimming in the ocean at night, you know, with hey. sharks around, man. It's so it's, You have those cool moments where you really realize that you're on this path, and especially if you think and you know you're on that in your destiny, which is what I felt <laughs> and knew, that's, that made it cool. And then obviously you have your bad moments, right? As, as time progresses, as with life, it starts simple and gets complicated. Mm-hmm. And so you know you're in training as a young kid and kind of going through and it's, everything's kind of and then you know real shit happens. Your friends start dying. You mm-hmm. start deploying. Legal things start happening, right mm-hmm. on the on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it and so and you see tragedies, right? You see you see some bad the the dark side of of mm-hmm. this this machine that is. And Mm -hmm. so those are some of the, and also mistakes that you make on the field too. I know. Right. And so that means, and you're like, and so some of the things that I actually still kind of Harbor are, are like mistakes I've made, not morally, Mm -hmm. but you know, judgment wise that I, I was just not in my best space and wasn't the best teammate, you know, things could have went bad and I was off my game, that type of shit. Mm -hmm. And and so that's the stuff that I I I still hold, and and so the it's powerful, right? Aye. That's The thing as I would say is it's powerful. It's if it's anything, it's 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 got. There's very little right in the middle. That's just kind of meh. it. Is very little <laughs> like that, right? Which is what it's, I which is that's what I love about it.
0: The, we talk a lot. Um... About because we've we've had guys on here but like they have been in prison and gangs, whatever. You know what I mean? We've had guys on here, but we talk about tribalism, right? And we talk mm. about the kind of need for connection. Um and that must be massive when you're in a unit like that. Um <sighs> that 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 tribalism and the vibration that you must get off each other must be kind of on a different level, I would imagine. Um on, on both negative and positive moments, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, <laughs> like, um, so, just obviously, how, how do you make a connection when you're, like, you maybe know you're, like, you're going it's such a volatile area? Do you know you've got each other's backs? Is that, like, because you, 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 obviously you watch the films and stuff and you see the guys and it, it looks amazing the way the the. Is that kind of with real, real life? Like you all have your back, and it's like, but brothers, kind of hang like that tribalism.
1: Man, the tribalism for men is rooted deep biologically. It's Definitely. what it's what we seek, and and that's why uh, guys like you and me, we're making our own tribes here now, right? Doesn't have to be necessarily in an organization. You can be a, th- it can be a way of thinking too, and an mm-hmm. approach to life, which is what kind of my pushes now and yes in the SEAL teams especially in your platoons you have SEAL teams and then your platoons 16 guys man you're with those guys for years same Mm -hmm. group same core group you are with them more than your family way more right you're traveling not not to count deployed but even training you're gone all the time and with each other for the most part you party together, you go to the bars together, you get in fights together, you train together. You see everybody at their worst and best. That's mm-hmm. a- And shared hardship too, which is why gangs exist. They're in the same neighborhoods. They understand that same shared hardship of life. And then they go through their own stuff and also rites of passage. Mm-hmm. Rites of passage is actually what's lost and I think a huge issue in our society is men need rites of passage to get in those tribes or whatever, and we don't have it now. There's no outlet for it. Mm-hmm. That's, so people create it. Gangs do jumping in. They, it's, you do all these things that are negative, but that are, they're just substitutes for tri- passage, um, you know, rites of passage. Tribalism is rooted deep, and so you get it deep, and yeah, it is. It is like that. You you are with your boys and I'm still tight with all, you know, everybody I've been <laughs> at platoons with and we're always have that bond. And it's definitely like that. You know each other so well, you might not even like the guy, but no, he'll die for
0: I, you. Be it's, a weird, I, I... it's a
1: weird kind of blend. and And that's just how it is. It's assumed and it's real for sure. I well
0: that that's kind of exactly where I was going to. I was hoping it was going to go that way, Taylor, because I hope that was going. To, I was hoping that was going to be the answer because um, I was going to kind of bring it back to the kind of prison thing and just saying that it's it must be very similar. Um, just people trying to make connections with anything, and obviously you guys are obviously a lot to, that's different, and I, I, there is differences. But in prison, it must be hard. Like we when you see a guy, that's maybe. F- because obviously, I think that you you you've probably on a different level of consciousness for some of the guys that maybe were in even in your unit. I think you've got quite a unique perspective a unique view on the world. Mm. Um So, how is it dealing with guys that maybe you could see were carrying like trauma, mm. um and you could see were hurting? How 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 is that? Because obviously, that was hard for me when I was in prison, and I could see guys hard a lot of kind of. Childhood trauma or whatever, and you couldn't help but they, you wanted to make that connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to kind of make it so that it's kind of similar. I think I think you know what the route I'm going, what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Yeah. So how how is it? Um. How was it dealing with people that were maybe feeling a bit of depression and didn't have mm-hmm. that kind of mindset you had?
1: Yeah. You brought up a good point, and and it related even to something you said prior you know, how do we change people's levels of consciousness? How do you get, how do you get into somebody's heart to affect mm-hmm. change? Cause it has, you change from the inside out, you grow from the inside out. So you can't tell anybody anything. You kind of have to show them where to look to find mm-hmm. it themselves. Definitely. And so, and also I have, I have to be kind of, I have to be 100%. My level of consciousness, if I can reflect back and be honest was, low in the SEAL teams not. Low, mm-hmm. I think I had the ability I but I didn't have the tools and I also mm-hmm. didn't have experienced the loss yet Right, I was kind of still riding on my ego and kind of living that life fast paced not taking time to reflect because I didn't have to, I was experiencing these successes after I had kind of already messed up and come out of jail and brought myself out of it and now I'm back on it and when I crashed and burned again mm-hmm. when, and everything got stripped and I had to take a look at myself, that's when my level of consciousness kind of started to raise. When I really had to – I had to figure out why I kept doing these, that, these things to myself and ruining my life. And that took years to kind of figure out and also reading Stoke philosophy and mm-hmm. like you said, seeking it yourself. But how do you get into somebody's heart and you know, if they're dealing with something and kind of affect change in them? Well, first of all, I would ask them. And this goes to what you were saying, Boar. How do you talk to guys in prison? It's because we all suffer the same. It doesn't matter if you're a Navy SEAL saw, or nah, I I, mean.
0: That's mm-hmm. the beautiful
1: thing is, guess what? The mm-hmm. answers are the same. Mm-hmm. Or is, you ask them, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? A lot of times people don't know, right? If you ask right. them a direct question, what do you want? They'll be Most like- of the
0: time people don't know.
1: Yeah, they'll be like, well, I'd be like, well, figure out what you want and then let's talk. Because you go, Do you want this life? Do you want to feel like this? They go, no. Well, I go, okay. Well. I don't
0: know if you I don't know if you agree with this, Taylor. Sorry for butting in, oh, but I don't know if you agree with this. You, I think people can become comfortable in that traumatic um and and kind of victim mentality. People yeah. become comfortable. So see what you're saying? It's that is that would you want probably some guys would go just to i just want left alone just to live in this traumatic um kind of consciousness that's it's, that it's no going anywhere
1: well i would say i disagree because i think people are comfortable with it just because they haven't really thought about it yet I'd i say you i I'd I'd say I, you put it on yeah. and you you go man you shine a light on it they're mm-hmm. just used to it cuz it's reality and they think it's reality you go is this, is how, where you're feeling and how you're living right now, is this what you want? And mm-hmm. most of the time it's no, right? Most of the time, it was very rare human being that will be like, man, I'm crushing it,
0: right? <laughs> <Yeah, I'm laughs> the hey. rare
1: person that's like that and the person that's like you... that, it's, it's important to ask them what they're doing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. is, is you go, what do you want? And they go, well, no, I just, no, I want, I want some things. So guess what? If you want something to change, you have to change. So you yes. can't keep doing the same shit. So guess what? Let's start somewhere. Like if you're not – if you don't ever have to feel like this ever again, but we need to start doing some shit differently. Are you willing to do something? If not, then own it. Okay, I'm, you're not willing yes. to do anything differently? Then suck it up, buttercup, because you're going to keep getting – you're going to just enjoy feeling like this. Get comfortable with it then and not really get comfortable with it, not just because, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm comfortable with it because I'm not aware of it now you're aware of it and now you're making a choice to feel like that right empower no, people totally. Empow- i like mm-hmm. to empower people with man you're feeling like this because you're choosing to not just because mm-hmm. things are happening to you you're choosing to do this to yourself so fucking enjoy it right and be a man about it I at agree least with you. you know
0: I th- definitely i think um this is where this is where I, I, this is where I, I get tripped up, right? This is where I trip up, Taylor, right? Because I agree with absolutely everything you're saying, um, and it's such a good message. It's such a—I I, I mean, I love watching your videos on Instagram. It's you're, you're very inspirational. Um, but see, when I go to like to speak to speak to the like friends that are in prison, or in, they just—I—they just. I, I, they just don't want to hear that kind of yeah. positive message at that moment because I'm in a place where the vibration level so low. And this is where my gripe with the prison system comes through. because what I, our prison system's logo, right, is, is Scottish prison system transforming lives for the better, right? And is it really? I, I, that's, I, the, that's their, honestly, that's their slogan? Honestly, I swear to God,
1: look <laughs> it up, honestly. Right?
0: the guys are coming out with massive addiction problems, they've uh, got no homes, they're homeless. Um, there's a, Now, how do you tell that person, right, let's go, let's... Where, this person doesn't know, have a clue where he is, doesn't know who he is, he's got no identity, um, there's absolutely nothing that's... He's got no friends, no family, and then you demonise him again when he commits another crime. And you're like, look, man you need to sh- you need to either own your prison system, take away that logo that there uh, that logo, and just say we are maintaining the Scottish criminals for the for society, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. But, like yeah, we're not doing anything else. Yeah. Own it, um, or bring in people like yourself, like other people who would be willing to help and maybe go in with that positive message, and. Shine a light, as you say, on some people who would be open to it. There's yeah. there's a lot of people that wouldn't be. There's a lot yeah. of you know yourself in prison. Yeah, yeah. People are comfortable in their gangs. People are comfortable in what they're doing. But there are people there that want to change, but they mm-hmm. can't because the environment doesn't allow them to. And I yeah. think it's what you were saying about the, the when you were in the Navy SEALs, your your vibration level was low. I I, I was I totally get what you mean by that. You don't see it at the time, but looking back and reflecting on it, your consciousness level is nowhere near where it was as the now. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, and it's because your environment wouldn't allow that. I don't yeah. think you would have.
1: Yeah. That's a well put, yeah, any, that's well said.
0: I don't think you would have any soldier or any um, prisoner that's able to. Think the way that you're thinking, the new and and, and maybe the the odd one or two, right? Yeah, yeah. Most people are lost, and that's why they're in these positions. And it's no, I'm not saying soldiers are lost, I'm not saying like prisoners are lost, I don't mean it that way. Um, but they're certainly not on track for their self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, all that kind of stuff that's needed for what we're talking about. Yeah, um, and I think it's amazing talking to you because it just resonates right through. So we're in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. We've got similar belief systems. Yeah. But how we also struggle to go, how do you take that to people who aren't ready to do it, aren't ready to hear it?
1: Man, man, that's Um, that's such a difficult, difficult approach because I hear the dilemma you're saying. Because let's be honest, there's a percentage of the population that just will refuse to hear it, right? No matter how loud and clear you say it, they need mm-hmm. to go down this path, and they're going to do it, and they're committed, right? Mm-hmm. They're committed. The, I don't say they're hopeless, but I say that's for a larger, larger power, right, that needs to. Mm-hmm. But some of us, I like to consider conduits. Right? We're conduits mm-hmm. of information, mm-hmm. and that same yes. message you're talking about, which is fascinating, is – isn't that funny? The same message has been being said and understood for centuries, I know millennium. It's the same higher consciousness speaking to all of us. That's why we can all hear it, and it's all the same message just being repackaged and delivered differently to different societies, to different places. So, some of us are conduits and can can tap into it a little clearer for whatever reason. You know, life has splayed it out for us to give us the ability to change. Now, how do you kind of not force that change, but push it in the right direction? Right, that's the question we're asking here. Because I actually Definitely. think that's the, that's the most important question that we're we're discussing is how do we do? How do we effectively do that? And. Like I said, we get, you get in there and it's not immediate. It's not Mm -hmm. immediate. You do. It's difficult to get healthy in this, in this setting that you got sick in. Right. And so that, you know, in prison, that's difficult. It takes a rare individual to rise out of prison better. That's the truth. (laughs) That's the truth. But what is it? What is it that about that person that makes them rise above? Right. It's, They've empowered themselves in some way. And mm-hmm. so, so I'm not saying I have the answer, but I'm saying let's, let's pick the individual that gets out of prison and is better, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. person has generally empowered themselves in some way. Yes. That person has understood a larger power than themselves, whether it be religion, mm-hmm. whether it be universal principles or whatever. They know mm-hmm. that there's bigger things than that. They've self-actualized which means they've taken time to become more conscious Mm -hmm. and now generally those people try to help other people. They like to transcend self. So there's like, there's like a, a, you know, four things and a fifth one, you know, that person is, has made a decision. They've Mm -hmm. made a decision at some point that they don't, like you said, they're just tired of the life. Or, or they made a decision. They made a decision at some point that they're going to change. Mm-hmm. Those are the things you just you, – you, you give to people and you say, look, these are the characteristics of somebody that does better leaving here. You make – now this is the part where you empower yourself and you make the decision. You have this mm-hmm. information. You can do it. But don't complain when you're back in here and complain about the system. Complain about this because It's possible. To get out of this system. Hard. Mm-hmm. It's also being realistic. It's hard. It's yeah. not going to be easy. So let's give them the information. Also, they need more information, right? You have to be giving them books on universal principles. Stoic philosophies. Reading things. You know, exp- uh, At least giving them access to these things. If they don't already. Or the time to actually. It's a tough, it's a tough sy- situation with that low vibrational state. To change, but you
0: just uh, is, have to give people the information and the choice. No, I, I, it, what your message is um, resonating, and it's it's so true. Um, the pro the problem I find Taylor right is a lot of the guys can't read. A lot of guys have got learning difficulties in prison. A lot yeah. a lot of guys I've um, got bad head injuries and stuff like that, and maybe can't think the right way. There's, I mean, I don't know how it is in America, but. I was in I was in prison for fifteen years, and I could I can't think of anybody that I met that was evil, like as in um, an yeah. evil person. That, that 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 a lot of guys made bad choices. There was but, but there was so many great guys in prison. But yeah, yeah, some of the best, ironically,
1: prison,
0: some definitely, and some of the best guys I know, but that I met um, were in prison. And the thing is that they they they. You, they look up to the. Some people are look up to the wrong people, right? They look at they look at things and they think that that's the the grass is always greener and the grass is always greener on that side because the bullshit the bullshit's fertilizer. That's why the bullshit's fertil the fertilizer on the other side. That's because (laughs) that's why it's greener. (laughs) Um, But uh, it is it's not. You need to fix yourself, and I think when you get addicted to exterior validation, which prisoners, oh yeah which prisoners can do, whether it be drugs. And, and listen, I understand it. It's like, it, that's the the hard thing about it, is I actually understand why in that volatile, toxic, horrible environment, you would choose to dull that out. To dull that out. I understand that. I, I understand it. But it's like you say, you need to take responsibility for it. But when you go into prison and if you say, guys, you know yourself, you go in to say, listen, guys, the first thing you say is, listen, all using you need to take responsibility. You're going to get everybody going, fuck off. Like, yeah. I mean, who do you think you are? Because that's when, when you when you try and better yourself, or you you try and break the narrative, or you come out for a better word, right? You come out the matrix and you move out of that kind of systematic way that they were taught to live. You you do um isolate yourself with old peers yeah yeah which is a good thing which is a it's, a it's a good thing and a bad thing because you miss them but they're not ready to come on that journey with you so oh, yeah. Yeah. um it's hard but um no absolutely honestly love speaking to you about that taylor so i'm going to just move on right to some of like your own motivational stuff because um mm-hmm. i think you're a fascinating character. Um, I really do. I, I watch your stuff quite a lot um, on Instagram, and I think that you'll blow up. I think you're going to go good places. I think you're on the right path. I think um, your press ups that you do are too hard. You'll need to um, try and do easier ones for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, just to even like, where did that kind of motivation? Where did that come from, Taylor? Were you was that was that the army that's kind of put that in you? Was that that army background, or was it just the way you've always been?
1: No, it actually wasn't. A lot of guys in the military aren't that motivated, you know, and I'm not dogging on them. It's just, and I wasn't, I always though knew this in periods of my life where I woke up early and worked out, I was happier. So when I've gotten off that and my life has gone off the rails, you know, and things and I, and I just started to think back, yeah, you know, when was I the most just i hate this word happy but when was i the most happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i went you know what i was getting up early and i was working out mm-hmm. and so i just started doing that it really just rooted itself that i just needed to feel better man i was just not
0: mm-hmm. happy
1: and i was like okay so i started doing that right and then i started you know listening to some music and self-reflecting and then getting up mm-hmm. earlier and then getting up earlier mm-hmm. to give myself a little more time and and i like then all of a sudden i liked getting up before four people in the military, so I could mm-hmm. sh- shower, shave before everybody okay. was up, so I wasn't rushing around. Right? It was like simple. Started out of like need, mm-hmm. and and then it just kind of grew into this system that I built. And I just started. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start doing this every day because I, when I do it, All I'm right. like, see, I don't say I'm an addict. I'm habitual. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I can get rid Your of team. something. Yeah, I can get rid of something, but like with drugs, if I'm like, if it works one day, I'm going to do it every fucking day, seven days a week, (laughs) no matter what, right? I don't miss. So when I, but when those things, you can't do that and live a good life. When I started substituting that habitual kind of nature with positive things, my life started to get better. I started to get more clear. And then people ask me about discipline now. And I go, I'm not disciplined at all. People are like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking about, man? You're up at 2 3 in the morning doing push-ups, man. That's crazy discipline. I go, dude, I've passed discipline. I've crossed the All bridge, right. man. Do you need discipline to brush your teeth or fucking eat? No. No. It's no, I just do you just do it because you fucking need to. That's where I'm at. It's mm-hmm. I it's harder. It would be harder for me to stay in bed and not do it. Dead serious. It would be more painful to stay in bed and not I would need discipline to stay in bed to be quite honest. And so that's kind no, of
0: where it's, it's gotten, man. It's, um, no, it's an amazing journey you've been on, it and it's it's amazing to see that... Um, I love to see guys who are in your position, right? And um, obviously, you're kind of flying at the moment, Taylor, right? You're doing really well for yourself. Um, but, I mean, you're vulnerable. You get vulnerable. You're, you're willing to talk about the dark times. You're yeah. willing to talk about... Um, the hard times that you had. And I think a lot of people, this is where they miss they miss that because they, you need to get vulnerable with yourself first before you can start healing. And by the way, I've got so many demons. Taylor, I'm, I'm nowhere near like, where I would like to be. I've got a lot of work to do, but you do, you need to stop being comfortable in that victim mentality and, and move out of that victim I work with guys who I would say are probably the most disenfranchised, right? I worked with them for a wee while. Um, the most disenfranchised group of people um, miscarriage of justice victims, right? So guys who have done 20 in prison for a crime they never committed. Oh. <clears throat> right? So guys that were um, in the IRA, right? Guys that were in the IRA who got 20 years for blown up um like post offices and whatever pubs, and it wasn't them. Yeah. So These guys are so full of hatred. They're so consumed by what the legal system done to them. Mm. So when we started talking, me and my my pal Scott, um, who worked with the miscarriages, just great guy, absolutely brilliant, um, brilliant kind of work ethic. um, We started talking about trying to maybe get the guys to, to, to speak about acceptance. And it was like a bad word. It was like a swear word that you'd said. People were like, what the fuck do you mean accepting? How can you accept it? And I says, for you? Yeah, yeah. You need to accept it for you. Yeah. Like, it's not for MDLs. Like, the system don't care that you were okay. in jail for 20 years. Yeah. They're not going to... You, you, and then it's not even that. It's like, you'll get guys who've done 20 a year, they win their appeal, so they get their conviction quashed, and then they're still the same, but they want an apology. And do you know one? It, it was such an amazing thing? Like, I watched, there was a group of like six, seven miscarriage of justice victims, and we all kind of went and started this week in a of group. Um, and it was amazing to watch these guys changing. Some guys had been rooted in like 40 years of hatred, um, consumed by what had happened to them, and just flourishing, just seeing that we, that we, just seeing the we light switch. Mm-hmm. And going, they're getting it. They're getting it. They, they, they need to take a wee bit of responsibility, even though they didn't do anything, they need to take responsibility for how they are reacting. Yeah. How they react to that situation. Which mm-hmm. is listen, if you if I if you'd done 20 years in prison for a crime you didn't commit and you were addicted to heroin, crack and whatever else, I would be like, understand it. Understand why. Because What's happened to you is so traumatizing. Yeah, but you need to choose. You need to choose whether you want to step outside that and go. I don't want to be that. And it's hard, very, very hard. Um, so I'm just kind of wanting to. I'm just kind of looking at where did when did that time come for you, Taylor? When did you go? I'm fucked. Like I need, I need to, I need to step out of this. How did you do it? When was your moment?
1: Man, first first of all, I, just a to touch upon what you were saying that that acceptance and revenge, you know that acceptance piece. You're absolutely right, it's for them. And also, what do people want? They want revenge. Not all that, it's the best revenge is success. Right? And so yes. it's how you what story you tell yourself. You're like, yeah, fuck these people left me to rot. I watch I want them to watch this. Watch what I do with this. Right? That's what I think could benefit those guys. It's because guess what? Revenge <laughs> and hates the easy thing. Mm-hmm, the definitely. E- it's the easy thing to fall to. Because it's it's immediate. Mm-hmm. Success mm-hmm. and acceptance, man, takes a while. Right? Mm-hmm. It takes a while, dude. Yeah, so it's I, harder. I, right? It's not really immediate, helped. man. Like, like let's be quite honest. We've all have things that we had to accept. And man, it's hard. There's still things, man. I like I'm not some finished piece in glass, man. I have my, like you said, mm-hmm. your demons. Fuck, man. And that's what I like to share on my videos—is kind of that that journey. Because man, I got old ways of thinking, you know, you know, old relationships. I had stuff that comes up, and I'm just like, man, it'll ruin my day. And I'm like, man, this <laughs> isn't me. Even you know, even doing all these things, and I still fall back into these ways of thinking. And I'm like, man, fuck it, right? You know, and so right. and so, right. just say you know, that there's there's that piece. But that, that's also kind of segues into what what you just asked me is what you know. what was the reason? When was the moment that I was just like? And it was, I was suicidal living in my truck. I had a sawed off shotgun on my lap and I realized I had no money and nowhere to go and no gas, mm-hmm. right? I was yeah. like, <laughs> I had felt like, and it just had come, I had like come out of the fog of, you know, partying and drugs and all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. kind of get, losing my job and then the girlfriend and then now I had nothing. I was on like, an Aye. island in Hawaii. I was living in the jungle. Really, I parked my <laughs> truck in the jungle where I knew nobody would kind of fuck with me because I knew I was running out of gas. Dead serious. <laughs> and then I just realized, and the truck went off. I turned the key, the engine off, and I, I was like, holy fuck, I got no money and nowhere to go and no title. And now all the world kind of came crashing down on me at the same moment. And I sat in that truck for three days, man. Wow, Drinking. Eating Adderall, taking – that, just just like, you know, just sitting there going, what the fuck happened? And coming – and then I had that moment of clarity. Where, so that was the moment I was like, I'm fucked, dude. I, I have got to. I, I This is bad and dangerous because I wasn't even sad. That, that's <laughs> when I knew it was dangerous. I was planning. I was like, man, I don't want it to be messy. How, what do I do? How do I – logistically I do this so much my- yeah, i was like i was, a, I was a crying bawling yeah that i was mm-hmm. so much further down the road than that i was like just I... matter of fact done i didn't want to try mm-hmm. anymore i was tired and that's that's when i knew it was kind of a dangerous moment so that was the moment i knew i was fu- i was like a fuck but i had a moment of clarity called god called the universe called whatever that was like and this is that ownership piece was like man you're a fucking bitch Man, that's kind of the the voice saying was like, listen to you, me, 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 I just feel so bad, I, 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 Is like what kept coming across is, man, you're just talking about thinking about yourself. You have a mom, you have a sister, like what is their life going to look like if you end it now? You have people, you have friends and stuff, you know, I had just cut myself off from the world, and Mm – And so that's when I made a decision. I was going to go in the French foreign Legion and just kind of, if I was going to die, I was going to do it with my boots on type thing. Maybe they'll let me deploy or, but at least I'm not going to, I'm going to give it one more push. And so that's when I kind of started arranging my affairs and, Flew to, you know, and eight days later, I was in France, man. I took out some fast cash loans, bro, from like, you know, and I was like, <laughs> I'll pay this back later. <laughs> you know, like some loan sharks <laughs> never it cost me probably like $8,000 for like 500 bucks, you know. <laughs> but but that's how I got to France, man. And that's kind of what – but I went in and, and I went in with the direct, deliberate possibility of, okay, I'm going to tell a great story. <laughs> I'm going to write a badass story and kind of reset this. Or I'm gonna go into the mercenary world into Africa and I'll speak French. That was kind of mm-hmm. my angle. So I was just like, I'm gonna write a badass story and let's see what the fuck happens, man.
0: Mhm. I think, I, honestly, it's I mean, I I just love to see people who are open um, and truthful with that. See, like the way obviously T-Cav, you've got T-Cav and you've got like your, your, your the way you, you operate on, on s- social media. And I, I just want the viewers to kind of know like obviously the, the real Taylor, right? Yeah. And this is what we've got to know. We've got to know the real Taylor tonight. A person who's so in tune with herself, a person who has got demons, but has got a massive level of consciousness and knows where they're going and has got their head straight, but has also been in a space where... These people who I love to try and help and try and get the message out to, you've been there as well. You've been there when you've been sitting and you've actually been that person sitting with a sawn off shotgun mm. in a car ready to kill yourself. Yeah. Um, so it's just amazing to hear that story and just to see where you are now. It's just, um, honestly, I take my hat off to you so much um, for your honesty, for the way that you conduct yourself, for the way that you inspire people. Um, just, I don't. Just a wee thing. That I would like social media is fake, right? And mm. I just want people to know that. I'm not saying you're fake. I love your stuff, t- t- mm. and Andy, that's watching this, should definitely follow you because your stuff's great. But ninety nine percent of the people on it, it's like you never see the bad side. It's like you, as you were saying earlier, you've got your demons, you've got your time. You go fuck it. But you wouldn't put that on social media. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you only show the good parts of your life. Mm. We all do it. We only show what we want the, the society to yeah. see. And I think um, a lot of people are consumed in the, with exterior validation from social media. Mm-hmm. They need that validation. How how do you deal with that? Do you just kind of switch yourself after that, Taylor? Do you just kind of go, that'll come because of what I'm doing. I'm doing everything the right way. Or do you, is, there, is there a strategy behind that? Like obviously how you how you use your social media Mm -hmm. um how's that how does that work
1: so i i know for a fact too i could get like i'm pretty vulnerable on my youtube right because that's long form and and i and i try to chop and give things that are pretty honest on my instagram too and i always even i could always get more real right because Mm -hmm. is because a lot of times our low vibrational moments we don't want even we're not even thinking about getting the phone out recording right it's just not, it's just not logistically where we're he- our heads at and so Aye. and so there's always i always look for ways i can get more real right and i also like though to use it as just to put some positivity into the ether and some raise some consciousness in the ether so that's kind of how i like my social media to be used is so if for nothing else, I don't care if people fucking hate me, man. I got tons of hate mail. I'm sure you get it too. It's shocking that you can put out I and you say something positive and people will be like, fuck this guy. It's the weirdest yeah. thing, right? It's, it's a, it's a it's baffling I anomaly. But I, I, I get it because people are lost. They're I know. so fucking lost. And yes. so what I like to do is, man, even if you love me or hate me, make it interesting, right? Got to be entertaining because that's what it is. And raise people's consciousness, right? Get the message across no matter what because the tattoos and all the gold teeth, man, man, it's to catch people's attention. It's done deliberately. It's to catch people's attention so they'll just listen for one fucking second. All I need <laughs> them to do is listen for one second, man, so then I can deliver the message, right? Everything's done deliberately. And it's, that, it's, that, it's,
0: it's that yeah, that brutal honesty that's um, that that I love about you that brutal honesty that you can, it's very rare in this world that you'll get a man who can, like, I'm not like, Andrew Tate's Andrew Tate, right? Yeah. I don't Like, he is who he is. He's done well for his self. But the guy couldn't get vulnerable if he tried. And I, I don't believe that he's totally happy either. I yeah. would say that you are a much better person to to look at or follow than, like, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, his, go, his moments and yeah. his... He's articulate, he's clever, he knows what he's he's strategic, he strategic, knows yeah. what he's doing. But I don't think it would be in the same headspace that you're in. Yeah. Um, I think you're inspirational because you're able to get vulnerable, you're able to talk about trauma, you're able to speak about um times when it was hard. You you don't shy away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I'm similar to. You wear your heart on your sleeve. Yeah. Um, which is I, I, which is kind of something that, that social media has kind of stole. So um, you see a lot of people um, depressed. You see a lot of people, like, I speak to people, and you, if you've seen their social media, you would think they were living the best life in the world. Yeah. And then when you actually speak to them, they're like, Sean, Annie, can you talk to me? I'm like really depressed. And yeah. Like what? like, what the fuck
1: basilate, like, what are you
0: talking about? But you can see... It's. Ri- I mean, obviously, I don't know, but I see your aura. I can see your whole yeah. aura, and I can see the positivity that you're getting it. Mm. Um, and I just love your message, T-Cav. I think you're brilliant. But um, so just to kind of take up, obviously, I know you, you were on a kind of time scale here, right? So, um, like, obviously, just to kind of finish up, I've absolutely loved this podcast, by yeah, the way. Too. I think it's been me brilliant. Too, bro. This has been great. Um, so, like, just to kind of finish up, um, and just kind of say what, what what would be your kind of message for? Um, I'll 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 let you say like for the young people first because I think you've got a good message to tell the young people. Like the young, some of the young people that watch my show maybe um, maybe are in about crime or whatever things like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe kind of things that I, I always tell them: stay away from it. It's a horrible life. Mm-hmm. It's it's a life that you really don't like to do what would be your message to the kind of younger, the younger generation? Yeah.
1: Define what success looks like early. What do you want? And it goes back to that, that question. Right? What do you want, man? Do you want a successful, beautiful life? Well, you got to make beautiful choices for that to happen. Selling drugs, staying out till all hours of the night, fighting in front of bars, going to jail, waking up hungover and feeling like shit. Bro, that's not beautiful choices. Waking up bloody yeah. and fucking with legal problems. Dude, that is a messy, messy life. That beautiful life that you envision, if that's, man, if that's what you picture, then have at it, right? If, <laughs> if that's what you want, then have at it. But if you really want a beautiful house, the beautiful wife, that beautiful life with some fucking money in the bank, Well, guess what? You better start making responsible choices. You better start thinking clearly and making those good choices. And then it's having information and good positive role models, right? Because you have to have what people want, right? To to, to, to send any message, you have to, man, you have to be living that really good life. Man, my fucking life's great. I'm happy. You know, people have beautiful girlfriend, live in Southern California, man. I've have some experiences. Man, I'm happy. And I'm still seeking more success, right? Helping people, trying to mm-hmm. do the right shit. But you have to lead by example. So mm-hmm. if you're not living that life, man, then you got nothing to, to say because people have to want something that you have for them to listen to you. And so, man, I'd say to those people, identify somebody that, that you respect and that you like. Reach out to them. Ask them what the fuck they're doing. Find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Find somebody that will help you and guide you. And guess what? You need a plan. You don't build a nice. house without a plan, right? You need a blueprint. Yeah. Why not ask somebody that's already done it? It makes only right. sense. So be, I say people, I always say at the end of my YouTube, be smart. Be smart means mm-hmm. let's, oh, this is my life. It's the most important thing I'm ever going to build ever I should probably have a plan and not just wing it like everybody does. Let's get a plan, find somebody (laughs) you like, and then start working it, man. And guess what? This is what I would tell them too. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. Don't get discouraged. Get back on the horse. Get tough emotionally and mentally, man. Get disciplined. Be good to yourself. Be good to your family, man. It's okay. It's not cool being a fucking drunk asshole anymore. That's, Maybe
0: that wasn't the past, <laughs> but that's not cool anymore, man. Right. No, brilliant message, uh, and I think um, Scott. I don't know how it is over over where you are, uh, Taylor, but Scotland's got a huge uh, problem with addiction at the moment. Oh, like yeah. a massive problem with addiction. And it's international, you, um, brother. I know. And I thought, <sighs> do you know what? See, like I, I've seen it before. Like you take, you look at the West, right? You look at the West, and we, we. I, I I don't I I don't ne- I think if you do well you should be, you should ha- be successful you should be allowed to have a good life. I don't necessarily I, my 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 political. I don't think that you should be allowed to have ten billion pound in a bank because your dad had it because your dad had it and maybe a Saudi prince like that's done absolutely nothing in the world has got like twenty billion pound and there's people, there's children starving. I don't agree with that necessarily. I think people like yourself that work hard. That have been through stuff, uh, real true people um, deserve a good life at the end of that, and especially when you're building it, making the right choices and stuff. Um, but over here, there definitely is some something wrong, man. Like, just I think society's sick, Taylor. I think society's sick in the way that um, it needs it needs a bit of stoic, stoicism or something. It needs so, something like that. It needs it needs like something that's Pumped into the ether, into the ether as yeah. you were talking about earlier. To, to, and sometimes I go, sometimes I think to myself, the vibration is raising. And then I see st- some stuff and I go, oh, it's no. Like, yeah. And then I get, I get pulled back in. Yeah. So I try No, I'm trying my hardest, not to no go to these exterior, like get involved in what's happening in Palestine and Israel, get involved in stuff. I try, I'll say my piece and I'll always say what I think. But if I think about it, it makes me sad. Like, I watched, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, the, the film. It's called The Sound of, Freed- Sound of Freedom.
1: Yeah, I'm familiar it with all that called... stuff. i was tied in with a lot of guys that did a lot of the um, stuff for chasing down child sex traffickers and stuff. Man, that's a dirty Aye. world, bro. It's an evil world out here, right?
0: I know. Honestly, Tim Ballard, right, he's the only policeman like that, well, obviously, but it's the only p- 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 It's the only film I've ever watched where I'm actually rooting for the police. <laughs> I was actually rooting <laughs> for uh, you know. Ah, it's man, like, that's classic, <laughs> bro. Um, only film I was like crying, yeah. crying all the way through it. Like, go on, man. Like that Tim Ballard, love, love him, absolute legend. Um. But as I say, I think society's sick. I think there's a lot of things going on. People don't really want to take responsibility for what is happening. Um, but I think what you the, 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 what you can do, and what to an extent myself, obviously I'm no nowhere nowhere. I, like you're you're further on in the journey than me, I think. But I'm I'm coming behind you. If you know what I mean, I'm a, I, I will be coming behind you. But I think um, the message is 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 people need to take responsibility for themselves. There's nobody coming to take your hand and, no. and, and take you take away to this magical world that you've got. You need to take responsibility and accept what's happening in your life at this moment. Yeah. Accept it. That's the first step. As soon as you accept it, you can start moving and building yeah. what you said. You can start building that life. Mm-hmm. Um, but honest, not Taylor, listen, honestly, I've absolutely loved this podcast, man. Brilliant. Absolute legend. Um, so I'm just going to leave you with the final message, man. With like, just something that, because um, obviously this is when absolutely nowhere near the framework that I wrote it. Mm-hmm. And it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, but if you want to give the, the last message just to can kind of anybody out there that's maybe suffering a wee bit of hanging. Oh, you've you've kind of already said it, do you know what I mean? I just always give the last message yeah. um, and anything that you want to promote, anything like your, your page, anything like your YouTube, anything like that, that you want yeah. to promote, just give a wee shout. Um, so on you go, take, take the, last, the last stage, Taylor.
1: Yeah. If you're watching this and you have that desire to be better, guess what? You deserve it. And you can be. And you will be. And guess what? You can enjoy this process. This isn't a miserable process. It's the opposite of that. Becoming more conscious, more conscious is an unbelievably freeing process. You start to feel good, to feel aware, to live aligned, to be living in a way that, man, I'm fucking happy every day. It's possible. Life is not, a, life's not that complicated when you strip it down to the basics. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's simple, right? If you live simply, a lot of your problems will clear up. And it's an enjoyable process to learn how to live better, right? You only get feeling better and better as you live better. And it starts with your thoughts. And then it in turn turns into your actions. So you've got to be conscious about how you think. So it's changing how you think and enjoy that process. And if anybody needs to get a hold of me, always my website. They can get a contact me, TaylorCavanaugh.com. You can get access my YouTube, my Instagram, and my email. You can contact me directly there. My Instagram, TCav Official. Always Johnny on the spot with my DMs. You can shoot me a DM, you talk to me directly. And my YouTube, TCav TV, where they got every Monday and Thursday. We're coming out with a new long form video where we dive into it. And TCAB TV, I always check the comments and whatever. So all those mediums, you'll always get me direct. I don't use any handlers or anybody else answering my shit. So that's it, man. So I really appreciate this time. This was an unbelievable conversation, bro.
0: Brilliant. Honestly, Taylor, I've loved it um, every minute. And now hopefully we can keep in touch. I don't want to lose touch with you. Uh-oh. So um, yeah. definitely keep in touch with you, man. Um, but listen, Taylor, uh, TCAV, Social Sessions, absolute legend. Um, and definitely back. Oh, just another wee last thing to just say, obviously, just to give Ryan a wee mention, um, obviously, we's trading, guys. I know you did a wee bit of trading with Ryan. Yeah. Um, we're, I'm actually just in the process of kind of learning that kind yeah. of stuff. But um, that's an amazing platform as well, yeah. just to kind of let people know. But just to give Ryan a wee shout out, because he was the one that put us yeah, in yeah. touch with each other. Um, so just to give Ryan Mac. Uh, a.k.a. Bully Bolang, on social media. You can get him on YouTube. Ryan's the man. Absolute legend as well.
1: Yeah, Ryan Ryan is is the man. Ryan is is the the man, man. dude. Uh, Ryan is the man. -er.
0: No, thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of your weekend, TCAV. It's been a pleasure.